Welcome everyone to another episode of The Running Elephant. I'm Nigel Sullivan, Booba's Chief Sustainability and People Officer. Today I'm delighted to introduce our special guest, Krishnan Ramachandran, CEO of Neva Bupa, our associate business in India. Hi Krishnan, how are you? Hi Nigel, all well, how are you? Thank you for inviting me, excited to be here on this session with you. It's absolutely brilliant to have you uh, here and uh, I know our listeners are going to be very, very interested in this uh, session today. Look, in today's episode, we're going to find out more about Neva Pupa. Uh, and I went uh, last month um, to uh, India with the rest of the CEC and I really was impressed with the business and the people and the enthusiasm and also the country. I think it, it's got a lot going for it, clearly, and I think we have a lot going on there as well. And uh, we're going to hear more about that in today's conversation. Christian, for those of us who don't know too much about um, Neva Boopa, could you just say a little bit about the business, that, you know, the, what we do, the scale of it, the customers, the people, etc., just so that people get a sense of the business there? Sure, Nigel. Uh, thank you once again for having me, uh, having me on this. Uh, to describe Neva Bupa, um, it is about 12 years old uh, in the Indian market. Uh, we are a specialist health insurance company, which means that broadly uh, we focus on three lines of products. Uh, one, of course, is health insurance. Uh, the second is travel insurance, which is really health insurance for people when they're traveling, uh, and personal accident. Uh, the company itself, uh, Nigel, as you would be aware, is a joint venture between True North, uh, which is one of the oldest uh, private equity companies uh, in the Indian market and very well regarded. Uh, and within True North, there's also Access Bank, which is uh, India's third largest private sector bank. So that's as far as the Indian shareholder is concerned. And of course, there's Bupa, uh, which has been with the company from the very beginning, uh, so to speak. Uh, the company has done quite well in the context of the Indian market. Uh, we protect 10.5 million Indians as we speak, uh, and it is our ambition uh, to, to continue to grow quite rapidly to cater to the very, very vast opportunity in the Indian market. We are a multi-channel company, which means that we distribute our products uh, through agents, through banks, through non-bank companies. Uh, we have a very exciting direct-to-consumer and digital business. And we also have a very fast-growing uh, corporate business. Just to round off Neva Bupa for every one of you, uh, more than 7,500 employees and growing as we speak. Lots of focus on digital. And something that I'm very proud of is we've been certified as a great place to work uh, three years in the running. Absolutely. Well, look, um, I, I can. I mean, I've said this before um, to you and the team. I mean, I, I, in a previous company, I, I endeavoured to get great place to work status, and I know how difficult it is. It's a very high standard, and to do that three years in a row is is really exceptional. I mean, it's it's that's well done. You know, it's really good. And, and, and so, just I mean, just to maybe delve into that a little bit more. I mean, uh, in terms of the business, I mean, it's we're mainly a a consumer business at the moment. Um, can you say a little bit about like that agent model? And you know, this is something that surprised me. I mean, how many agents do we do we work with, and how does that how does it actually work in on the ground? You know, with an agent. I mean, what do they do, and how many are there? 
So Nigel, agency or the agency business is perhaps one of the biggest engines of growth uh, for the company. Uh, Neva Bupa works with more than 150,000 agents. 150,000. 150,000 yes. people. There you go. This is the thing about India, the scale of everything. He put a zero on most things compared to working in Europe. That's my experience anyway. <laughs> no, you, you have to remember we're 1.4 billion people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just incredible scale. So 150,000 agents um, and we, uh, you know, the agency team recruits uh, and manages, which is to say they motivate and get business uh, through these agents. Uh, through a combination of three models, uh, Nigel. One is we have a brick and mortar model. Uh, so this year we will have more than 220 physical offices of our own, uh, present in almost every state of the Indian subcontinent. Uh, we also have what we call a virtual agency model, uh, which allows us to cater to more than 300 cities and towns uh, throughout the country. Uh, but this is all digitally run. The mobile phone is the office. Uh, so we recruit and manage these agents to do business with us, for us, uh, through these virtual offices. And we have a third model where we do not have our own employees, uh, but we work with uh, what we refer to as leaders, who are essentially entrepreneurs, uh, who are interested, you know, and who are interested, willing and able to recruit and manage these agents for us. Uh, agency, as we speak, is about 38% of the company's entire book. So it is a material uh, and fast growing channel for the company. Amazing. Well, we'll come back, uh, I think, in a, in a few moments back into, into Neva uh, and the business there and find it a bit more in a second. But look, why don't we just dwell a, a second on, on India itself? I mean, you've been independent, you know, for a, a long time, now many decades. It's an amazing country in terms of its its diversity and, and everything from the culture to nature, etc. The most now the most populous country in the world. Well, as you said, uh, 1.4 billion people. How does healthcare work in a country like India? Before I answer that question, Nigel, one macro context I want to place uh, is in India. While the government and policy is focused on accelerating economic development on a number of fronts, you know, manufacturing. Mm. Uh, ex services, export-led growth, and so on and so forth. Uh, healthcare delivery in India is perhaps the biggest problem uh, we need to solve for uh, as a country. Uh, our ambition uh, is to become uh, perhaps the third largest economy in the next 10-15 uh, years, yeah. uh, you know, getting to five, tri five trillion US dollars in the next uh, five years. But in order to get there, I think uh, a very fundamental problem we need to solve as a country is how do we make sure that quality healthcare uh, is delivered to all Indians? Uh, that is a stated goal of public policy. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, as we stand today, uh, you know, maybe 55, 60 million Indians are pushed into poverty every year because of a hospitalization expense. Right. And the reality of India today uh, on the healthcare side is uh, we have a very large out-of-pocket spend. Nearly 58% uh, of healthcare spend comes out of pocket. Uh, the private sector is world-class, uh, very high quality, but uneven in terms of access. Uh, public health accounts for about 25%, uh, but in terms of being able to cater 
to the increasing needs of of, of healthcare of Indians, uh, you know, it has has proven to be inadequate. Uh, so lots of lots of problems to solve as far as healthcare is concerned, uh, uh, which is on the one side. Now, on the other side, you know, what it means for us as a company is opportunity. Uh, because, uh, you know, when you look at health insurance in India today, and I firmly believe that, uh, you know, uh, the mechanism to access healthcare in the country needs to be through health insurance. Uh, and there, you know, only about 150 million Indians have access to, uh, you know, have some form of insurance uh, from, a, from a private sector standpoint. Uh, the government, of course, kicks in, uh, you know, with insurance for maybe 500, 600 million Indians. Yeah. Uh, their focus is on vulnerable sections on below poverty line. So that leaves nearly 400 million Indians who really need, you know, private health insurance uh, if they have to access quality health care and if we have to solve what, in my opinion, is the biggest problem the country is faced with today. So somewhat long answer, Nigel, but I thought it'd be useful to set some context. It's very useful. Very, very useful, uh, Christian. And I guess against also a backdrop of those, those 400 million Indians or so, I mean, that's a, a population that's broadly younger than many Western societies that we work in and also growing in wealth, I guess, as well. And I guess the affordability of healthcare comes into it as well. Is that is that true? No, absolutely. You know, uh, as we all know, as income levels increase, uh, you know, healthcare demand increases and India is suddenly becoming uh, more and more middle class, more and more affluent. Uh, mm. and, and very young, to your point, Nigel. Our demography is a dividend, uh, but, you know, our problem is how do we harness it with job skills and good health? Yeah. And great education as well. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the, when, when I was there a few weeks ago, I mean, I just, I mean, it, it seemed that every, everybody that we certainly came across spoke English, everybody had a degree. You know, I think the, the talent in, in, in India is, is also, it's a, it's a great asset, I think, uh, in the country. And particularly for Neva, I, I think that's a real competitive thing that we've got there. I, I, I guess you'd agree with that. No, no, absolutely, Nigel. And, you know, if, if you looked at, you know, today's world is about technology. Uh, Google is run uh, by, by a person of Indian origin. Mm. Microsoft is done uh, again by a person of Indian origin. Uh, the World Bank uh, recently has an Indian running it. Starbucks is run by an Indian. Uh, so yes, uh, we do have talent. I think our problem is how do we uh, keep that talent in India and, and make it work uh, so that we develop uh, much faster as an economy. Well, that's the thing. I mean, just to, to maybe touch on, on that. I mean, it was a th- I, I may be completely wrong here, but it was a thing I noticed very, very impressively in, in the country was... The, the amount of digital assets that that exist, uh, how quickly it's grown, and I mean, you do see the usual suspects there—the Microsofts, the Googles, etc. Of course, you know, and 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 the places we went, you know, in terms of the, the Delhi. Uh, but but uh, there seem to be a lot of homegrown digital uh, businesses. I mean, the, the, of of significant scale. I mean, is that true? I mean, is it? Would you describe? In his, maybe in the, in the urban environments in particular, but as a very digital-oriented place? From a public, uh, public good standpoint, uh, Nigel, I think the, the policymakers as well as industry have done a brilliant job, uh, you know, in the last 
seven eight years of making digital a way of doing business in the country, uh, and it's been underpinned by, you know, what we refer to as the Jam Trinity, Jam standing for uh, Jandan bank accounts. So in one sweep, uh, almost every Indian, uh, you know, does have a bank account. Okay. In, in you know many of these cases, a no frills bank account. Aadhaar, which is uh, an electronic, a biometric-driven identity system, it's it's been fairly unique in terms of the scale at which Aadhaar has been uh, deployed. So today, every Indian, either using a you know a thumb impression uh, or an iris scan, uh, you know there is a biometric identifier for every Indian, uh, which has been fantastic when especially when it comes to targeted, you know, delivery of of services from government to uh, to people. And M is mobile. Uh, so India uh, has witnessed a mobile phone revolution, uh, and internet uh, has really taken off on the back of maybe six hundred, seven hundred million Indians uh, yeah. owning uh, smartphones. And this then has had several second-order impacts. So, for example, payments in India are frictionless and perhaps much more digital uh, than in several advanced economies, including, for example, the United States. So today. Low-value transactions in the billions yeah. uh, take place seamlessly and completely electronically using what we call the UPI, uh, the United uh, Payments Interface. So this has really revolutionized, um, uh, you know, how trade occurs. It's made, you know, it's meant that internet and e-commerce has spread to even remote places in the country. And something similar uh, is being thought of from a healthcare standpoint, Nigel. Uh, you know what I refer to is you know the India Health the India stack for financial services and inclusion. Uh, there's now uh, discussion, design, and early implementation of the India Health stack, uh, which essentially tries to remove friction from healthcare transactions. So we'll see if that goes well. I think we will have uh, very very exciting days ahead of us uh, from the point of view of health insurance growth and customer experience. And, te- and, and telehealth playing a, a, a huge part in that, presumably? Yes, very much so, especially given behavior change we've all witnessed uh, during COVID. Sorry, listeners. I mean, I'm sort of repeating myself a little bit here, but I mean, it really was the biggest revelation for me, the digital enablement of, of, of everybody's daily lives there. I mean, it, is, it's, it really is impressive. It, it's, it's more so than... I expected, and it's probably more so in, in most of the economies that, that we work in today. I mean, it, it, it's and the speed, the speed of, of growth and, and, and acceleration of, of, of that and development of digital uh, way of working uh, and being and just just living is is, is impressive. Um, Christian and I, um, apart from getting on together very well as, as human beings, we. I share a love for Indian food. I, it's my favourite food. <laughs> I cook a lot of it. Um, and Christian kindly kindly got me some spices that that are a bit harder to get in this part of the world where I live. And uh, I think they were delivered, Christian, uh, in eight minutes from you ordering them in the restaurant that we were in. <laughs> some spices arrived eight minutes later. I mean, that was quite that's quite impressive. And that wasn't Amazon. It was a local company. <laughs> Very impressive. Equally impressed with your culinary skills, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't tasted you haven't tasted it yet. But maybe maybe I'll treat you when you're in the UK. <laughs> I look forward to that. <laughs> you might change your mind. Um, let's let's come back to Neva again and and just uh, 
maybe talk a little bit more about the growth. Um, what, what's driving the growth? You mentioned the, the, the middle class sort of growth in, 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 in economics and, and, and the importance of healthcare. Um, but I mean, we're not a passive actor in, in the growth. We're doing things to, to drive that growth. Do you want to maybe say a little bit more about what's, what's driving the growth and what, where we see the major growth engines in the country for us as, as, as Neva? No, sure, Nigel. I think uh, just to place some context on uh, what the growth has been, uh, certainly from a relatively small base, uh, but if I if I looked at the growth from a live standpoint, we moved up from about three and a half million lives three years ago to ten and a half, and a half million lives, as I mentioned. That's incredible. Uh, in revenue terms, we grew our financial year 22 at 60%, our financial year 23, which is last financial year at, at, 40, at 45%. And this year, uh, with the plans we have in place, uh, we do hope to touch close to 40% in terms of growth. Uh, so that's just some context in terms of what growth has meant with numbers for us. What's underpinned th- these out- growth outcomes? Uh, I think India is, is very much uh, a market which where distribution uh, is critical to reach customer. Uh, so we've put in place, uh, and thanks to very, very supportive shareholders in Bhopal and True North, uh, we've very significantly expanded our distribution presence on the ground. Agency is something that we touched upon, Nigel. Hmm. But some of the other engines of growth uh, outside of agency have been our bank partners. So we work with some of the largest and most valuable bank partners uh, in the country today, uh, over 20, uh, with access to customers through more than 45,000 branches. So banks uh, are an important engine of growth and we've worked hard in acquiring a large number of new bank partners. Uh, We have more than 250 non-bank distribution partners. Uh, So these would be, uh, you know, financial services companies in the business of lending, uh, but are not banks, uh, you know, shadow banks as is referred to in some parts of the world. Uh, So we've added a large number of them uh, to distribute our products. Uh, our direct-to-consumer business uh, has been growing faster than the company. On the back of, uh, you know, digital adoption in India, as we discussed, and we've also partnered with a large number of di- digital distribution, uh, you know, entities. Example marketplaces like Policy Bazaar, uh, PhonePay, uh, which is uh, you know a payments company that's uh, you know got about forty-five million active customers, you know, uh, on the on the back of the payments infrastructure that we just discussed. So these have been, um, you know, uh, critical to us being able to acquire more customers. Uh, of course, we've had a very strong brand, uh, Bupa, you know, and, and Nigel, I must say that when I joined the company three and a half ago, years ago, uh, I did not expect Bupa to be as well known and as really? well regarded as right. I discovered. Right. Uh, you know, especially in customers, um, you know, the, the premium segment. Uh, so certainly our brand has helped. Uh, so even as we transitioned from Max to Neva, you know, having Bupa continue has helped us uh, enormously. Uh, and look, all I'm talking about are the basics of what um, okay. any good operator, operator would be doing. We have built uh, products for customer segments. We have done a good job with our NPS journey. Uh, Digital, we have moved the needle significantly, and most importantly, 
uh, I do think we've focused um, on doing a great job for our people uh, because without them, none of the outcomes we've delivered uh, would have been possible. And, and, and Neva, uh, the Neva part of Bhupa is a very deliberate um, word in itself, isn't it? I mean, perhaps just let the listeners know what it stands for in, 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 in the local language. No, sure, Nigel. Neva is uh, Sanskrit in origin. Uh, you know, and and we picked the name because uh, it it connotes sunlight, and we believe, uh, you know, as as Neva Bupa, uh, every time we do an honest job of settling a claim, uh, we bring sunlight into our our customers' house, and so, you know, we were all, you know, through the market research, we came up with this name, and we grabbed this, and we do feel it reflects uh, what we try and do as a company every day. That's lovely. That's lovely. Look, um, one of the things that um, is, you know, we, we're fairly well developed in, in in various parts of, of Bupa is the whole, you know, ESG uh, kind of sustainability um, piece. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 a topic close to our hearts. Uh, probably less developed in India in terms of you know um, gender diversity and 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 and. Uh, Sustainability, but like, what was your opinion on that, and, and where we fit in terms of Neva Bupa and, and and those sort of things on the agenda? Is it something that's relevant, or or is it something we're we're less interested in? What, what's your view on that, Christian? No, certainly something that we're uh, interested in and and very very relevant, uh, Nigel, because we all recognise that uh, you know the path to development that. Uh, we follow today will will clearly not be sustainable. Uh, imagine if um, you know all Indians were to have a passenger vehicle. The energy intensity of that uh, a passenger vehicle, which is uh, fossil fuel fired, right? So clearly very relevant um, given everything that we have uh, we are seeing happening around us. And as Neva Bupa, we've made a start. It's a small start, uh, but something that. Uh, you know, we believe um, we have we will make significant progress on in the times to come. Uh, so, as an example, uh, Nigel, we have committed to uh, using a third party to assess our carbon footprint this year. Uh, we have made movement uh, in terms of, for example, eliminating paper uh, in our operations as much as we can, except where it's required by regulation or law. Uh, we we will move away from single-use plastics. We're starting to look at energy use across our offices uh, much more closely and seeing what we can do to uh, put that on a more sustainable footing. Uh, on this, you know, on the employee and social front, uh, we are fairly ambitious here. Uh, you know, as Pupa is, is looking at making sure that every employee has health insurance, that's something that we have done, but we are going a step further. And this year, we are making sure that we get health assessments done uh, for all of our employees, uh, you know, through a risk stratified model. We work very, very closely with our distributors on how we can be partners in health as opposed to just partners in health insurance. Um, on on diversity, uh, we've taken baby steps in terms of bringing in differently able people into the workforce. Uh, our, our percentage of women employees is, is 20%, something that we do want to grow. Uh, we recognize that we we do need to be more balanced. Uh, we're fairly balanced on the services and non-sales front, maybe 40% women and 60% male, but sales is quite skewed 
towards uh, towards men uh, something that we're working on Nigel I know I, I know that and it was sort of a leading question because I know how much you care about this and how much the team are working on it and those figures to you know Western ears might not sound amazing but they're pretty class leading in the in the country and I know we're a beacon of uh, of, of of sustainability and diversity and and uh, good practice and all those things. So, thanks for sharing that, uh, Chris Christian. Uh, really good. Um, look, I think we're we're pretty much there uh, in terms of uh, the session today. Um, that's we're out of time basically. <laughs> so, look, um, thanks for joining us, Christian. And it's been absolutely a pleasure to host you and. Uh, and it's been absolutely fascinating as well. And I, I know our listeners will 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 really enjoy that. So thanks for being with us today. No, thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure, Nigel. Thank you. And look, everybody, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As usual, if you want to get in touch, if you have any questions or comments, please drop us a line at runningelephant at booba.com. Bye for now.